everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of Dawson's Darlings. We are in between seasons one and two, and we decided to do something a little different this week. We are going to recap one of 1998's biggest films, Armageddon. Based on a true story. That's what it starts it's not, out with. <laughs> it's the first credits is based on true events. It's crazy because I didn't remember any of this either. You were really young. I remember it very well. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, I'm much older than you. Right. Um, yeah, no, it's based on true events. This yeah. all really happened. And thank God Michael Bay and his vision brought it to life. Thank goodness. Otherwise... History forgets. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And we so. can't. We can't forget Harry Stamper. No. Um, our <sighs> world's hero. Um, no, we can't. Bruce Willis. I feel like I always sleep on him because, like, his prime was, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s. Or I guess all of the 90s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And boy, is he he's handsome. He's handsome. <laughs> he's handsome with hair. He's handsome without hair. He's just got a nice old face. What is his accent? Just like rough and tumble. He has, yeah, it's like handsome man's accent. Yeah, like only the handsome men talk like that. Like Hugh Jickman. Um, <laughs> you know, he's Australian. <laughs> yeah. You know, Ryan Reynolds, I assume, speaks the same way. Mm-hmm. All these men just like have that accent. Yeah, just like I'm on, <laughs> I'm on the oil rig. Rig? Yeah, it's a rig. Yeah. And I look handsome when I'm talking to government officials. Like when he mm-hmm. is talking to the the sergeant, you know the sergeant yeah. Yeah, first yeah, yeah. gets there to say like, "Hey, you gotta come with us because um, somehow, impossibly, the world is depending on you." Um, and <laughs> you, he's like covered oil in guy. oil. Oh yeah, sorry, no, yeah. no spoil, no spoil. He's like covered in oil. I was like, "Oh, okay, I have aged into him." <laughs> yes, and then he gets to NASA to Billy Bob Thornton. And this guy, Harry Stamper, played by Bruce Willis, has the balls to just kind of be like, you came to my house, flew me to NASA, didn't tell me the reason why. And like Bruce Willis is standing there being like, why don't you tell me why I'm here? If that were me, I would have been like, what do you got? What did I do? Am I in trouble? Yeah. Is everything okay? The balls. The cojones on this guy. And it works. It works for me. So when was the last time you saw Armageddon? Oh my gosh, it has been so long, long enough that I completely forgot about the opening voiceover. Yeah, same. Um, yeah. It's weird. Mm-hmm. The opening is very weird because it's very apocalyptic from the jump and it's very dramatic. And then they they might as well have just queued up like Creedence Clearwater Revival as they came to this oil rig. And it was like, and it was like Ben Affleck is fucking around. It's so funny. It starts the juxtaposition. The voiceover literally says like, this is how the dinosaurs died. And then he ends with it happened before. It will happen again. It's right. just a question of when. And then, yeah, like, forget that, though. Here's Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Ben Affleck's getting laid. <laughs> and then Bruce Willis is there. Liv Tyler's mysterious, as always. Mm-hmm. A classic. And we're in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, it's just like, the, I don't know, man. A lot of emo- an emotional roller coaster in those few minutes. Yeah. Also, 
um, always love to see the classic comedy of a dad being so obsessed with his kid's sexuality that mm. he chases Ben Affleck around an oil rig with a gun. With a loaded gun. In front of clients, may I say. Very unprofessional. Very unprofessional. Yeah. And dangerous, I would assume. Like, gun, oil, doesn't feel quite right. I assume, yeah, there's a lot of heavy machinery. Um, I haven't seen this movie. I, I can't tell you the last time I saw it in full, but I, I have seen it before. Maybe when it first came out. Mm. But I literally only remember... The end, which we'll get to. Yeah. I assume if you're listening to this thus far, you have also seen it. But I only remember <laughs> the end where um, Harry switches him and AJ. Oh, my God. So that's literally all I remember of this movie. And so le- watching this whole two and a half hour film was like that was the lead up in my head. And I think that's why I got even more emotional throughout the whole movie. Yeah. I got emotional in it. I'm not going to lie. We'll get to I it. cried for the final 30 minutes and my husband looked at me and was like, you've been crying this whole time? I was like, you haven't? I was so you glad to monster? hear you say that because I also <laughs> cried. It was like, why I was... am I crying? Yeah, I was full on <laughs> sobbing long before the AJ Bruce Willis switch. I think it's because I knew it was coming. And also a lot of people died. We lost a lot of good men out there. <laughs> we did. We did. Owen Wilson. Oh, R.I.P. Very early on. Yeah. Owen Wilson is always Owen Wilson. Like in everything he does, he's just Owen yes. Wilson. Yes. I said that exact same thing. I was like, did he deliver this exact same line in the exact same way in Wedding Crashers and also You, Me, and Dupree? Because I feel like this could be interchangeable with every movie he's ever done. <laughs> but I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's consistent, it's comfortable, you know what you're going to get out of Owen Wilson, and it delivers. Do you think he goes on auditions? At this point, no. But when Armageddon came out, probably. This is like one of his first things. But I was just thinking, like, I don't think he has to audition. Well, he doesn't have to audition because he's Owen Wilson. But also, like, you know what you're getting. Like, Why would you have him audition? You you know that you're getting him. He doesn't have a lot of range, and I say that in the most loving way because I am a fan of his. But, yeah, he's very consistent. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I also, like, in the very beginning, is that how the dinosaurs died? Like, have they decided that it definitely was a meteor that, like, covered the Earth so much the sun couldn't penetrate it for a thousand years? I don't know, man. I will quote um, Nick from New Girl in this. I've seen the science of dinosaurs, and I don't know if I believe it. (laughs) It's like we all learned about dinosaurs when we were very young, and we were all just like, okay, yeah. But, like, this doesn't make sense. Because, one, here's my biggest question about the dinosaurs. Why then, after they were (laughs) – tangent – why then, after they were all extinct, didn't we – why don't we ever see dinosaurs again in history? (laughs) Because they're extinct. Yeah, but <laughs> they came from somewhere originally. Yeah. Why can't they come from somewhere again? Because that's gone. But why? Because they're extinct. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I accept it. I, I, I feel like we don't get their whole story. <laughs> like, I don't think we yeah. know the whole story of the dinosaurs. Exactly. Yeah. We just okay. accept it. We accept what we're told and we never question it. Okay. You know? Let's question the dinosaurs. You believe in dinosaurs. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Wait, hang on. Is this real? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, no. (laughs) 
I'm so happy right now. I swear to God, I didn't smoke before this. <laughs> I just, there's like no, I know that we have bones and stuff, but like, it's just so crazy to me that we never saw an animal like a dinosaur ever again. Well, I think um, alligators are, are, there is an I, animal around that is technically, neither of us are high. There is an animal <laughs> around that is technically still a dinosaur, but I can't remember what it is. And I feel like the it Loch might Neck, be. The Loch Ness Monster. Oh, yeah, you're right. The Loch Ness Monster is a plesiosaur. So, so then there we go. We have dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> That's a quote to pull for the Instagram for sure. Yeah. Um, but also this movie, like. The ballsiness of saying, I'm making this movie, and I'm not going to look up one single scientific fact about any of <laughs> Anything. This. Nope. Yeah, I love it. No. Yeah. Yeah, no. Like, the whole basis of this movie, which is, I forgot, is that there's a meteor coming to destroy Earth, and they are like, we need to drill a hole in this meteor and then put a bomb in it, and it'll just explode and it'll just so conveniently split in half and just kiss the earth <laughs> and then go away. I'm going to say the science is sound. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, I don't know. The premise is absurd, but the science is sound. <laughs> yeah, I there's so many thoughts I have that are absurd thoughts throughout this entire film. I'll tell you what this movie did do. It reminded me how much I loved Aerosmith. Okay. So, yes. First of all, did you have you watched a music video? For I Don't Want to Miss a Thing? Yeah. It's all clips of the movie. Yeah. Yes, but also Aerosmith is in there playing and they're in the um, silo where they first learned how to be an anti-gravity with all the spikies on the ground. Oh, um, so they're playing in there and then also they're playing on the TVs. I, it's such it's a legitimately really good music video for a movie. <laughs> right. I, watched I it remember right that after. music video. It's oh, good. nice. I should have done that. Yeah. Well, I watched it on a DVD and it had the like Aww. only special feature was that. <laughs> I really miss DVD special features. Me too. I think that streaming services should offer those like DVD comment directors, commentaries, blooper reels, like what this all went away with streaming. And it's very sad. Yeah. No one's talking about it. <laughs> Listen, you're here to talk about how dinosaurs are questionable at best and streaming <laughs> services need to offer directors cuts. Yes, because as a young woman aspiring to work in the TV industry, I studied those director's cuts. And that's where I learned a lot before I joined the actual industry. That's where I learned a lot about TV filmmaking. Me too. I want to know. And it's just interesting in general. Like, I want to know, did Rachel McAdams already have the bangs in Morning Glory? Or was that a character choice? Because it works character-wise. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I was in, in referring to. <laughs> for sure. Um, do you think... That they got, I wrote this down because I was like, I wonder what Zaz, like, what what was the turn of events? Do you think that, because obviously Liv Tyler was cast in Armageddon before the music came along. But it's impossible to picture this music or this movie with different music. So then I was thinking, did they just coincidentally already have Aerosmith in mind? And then they got Liv Tyler and they were like, let's get, let's definitely do this. Or do you think they thought, let's get. Aerosmith, since we have Liv. I think Liv came first. 
And then they were just like, let's do Aerosmith now that we got yeah. her. Yeah. Wild. I know. Interesting, right? Yeah. I also didn't realize that they almost exclusively used Aerosmith throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And Aerosmith slaps. Dude. They're so good. So good. We don't sleep on Aerosmith, right? I'm making sure because I think every I time. Do. I think I might. By accident. I didn't mean to. Yeah. But I'm going to play them during my two-hour commute to work tomorrow, oh. for sure. I had the Armageddon soundtrack when I was a youth. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. I was really into soundtracks. I think. I say that, but I don't know. I can only remember the Armageddon soundtrack, and I definitely had the um, Space Jam soundtrack, obviously. Oh, well, yeah, the Space Jam soundtrack fucking slices. I was very into the Titanic soundtrack. Oh, my God. Another big blockbuster film of the same year, but we decided not to do Titanic because people talk about Titanic too much. Like, we get it. Titanic is memeable. I, yes, agree. I also don't think I could only talk about titanic for one podcast episode <laughs> yeah that's true i have it's so many much. thoughts and feelings and emotions uh, wrapped up on it yeah so. same um, i used to fall asleep to that soundtrack oh until when just this last couple months you know what i actually did it really recently just to be like oh i used to do this as a kid i wonder because i fall asleep to music every night like sleep music oh interesting and I was like, oh, yeah, I used to do this. And I played it again to see if it still worked. And it did because I fell asleep. I can't listen to music when I go to sleep. It gives me um, anxiety for some weird reason. Oh, it's it like cures my anxiety. Oh, so yeah. interesting. Well, it doesn't cure it, but. <laughs> it's cured. You have no more anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I am perfectly happy and healthy, baby. <laughs> am I crying or laughing? Because <laughs> it's probably both these days. It's the same so about Armageddon. <laughs> so back to Michael Bay. <laughs> um, the guy that sees the meteor, who's just like arguing with his wife, Dottie. Oh, yeah. Is he supposed to be just like a normal casual dude? Because he has a very big telescope. And I feel like people should be he should be on like a few lists of some sort. <laughs> it's concerning. Yeah, and then he never like reappears ever in the movie ever. Yeah. Um. And him and his wife's relationship is incredibly toxic. He's very mean to her. Yeah, but also same to her. I mean, she flips him off. Yeah, that's true. She yells at him. Not supportive of his hobbies. No. (laughs) Yeah, I guess he is supposed to be like a casual guy. He clearly doesn't work for NASA. Yeah. Although he has the contacts. And all he cares about, he's like, can I name it? (laughs) That's all he cares about. And he only wants to name it so he can shit on his wife. (laughs) Because <laughs> she's a bitch. <laughs> um, I also love Mark Curry as the cab driver hanging with Mr. Cooper. Okay. No? Nothing? No. That does nothing for me. Do you remember hanging with Mr. Cooper? No. Oh, maybe just right. Hanging with Mr. Cooper came out like two years after Full House. Oh, wow. So the original Full House. Yeah. Um, but Mercury was like kind of on a ton of stuff at that time. It was, this was like a big get that cab driver, big get Yeah, (laughs) for a cameo. Gotcha. Interesting. Fun, fun to see him. This was a big cast. Um, Mm -hmm. I have to say we have to, I would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge that this movie does not really pass the Bechdel test. Oh, nope. (laughs) 
<laughs> like literally Liv Tyler and Dottie are the only females in this movie. No, there's the one woman. Oh, yeah. The astronaut. Yeah. But they shit on her, too. <laughs> yeah. At the end. the Yeah. And Liv Tyler I'll- is only there to be like worried. Yeah. She's like my father and my boyfriend. Ugh. Yeah. No, it, it really doesn't. And I thought about that, too. Towards the end of the movie, when they're all arguing and Steve Buscemi is like tied up and they're like everyone's whipping their dicks out and Jason Isaacs. Oh, no, not Jason Isaacs. Um, the other one of the guys has a gun. If there were ladies, just like a couple ladies, this yeah. would not be an issue. It would not have escalated as it did. Yeah. Yeah. But it did. Um, I do love, too, that the like one of the astronauts, the Russian guy. <laughs> It was just like this wily, crazy guy. And it's like, of course, the Russian guy is like the weird, almost villain, but not because like in every American movie ever made, it's like blame the Soviets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, so much can go wrong in space. It gives me a lot of anxiety to think about. So many things happened that were bad and good, like um, <laughs> bad and good, <laughs> bad and good towards the end when Ben Affleck's driving a, the like car thing um, on the meteor. Or asteroid, or that's the same thing. Maybe I don't know. Um, and they go to jump it, which okay. Oh my god! And then like they just pass it. <laughs> They're just floating into space. That can happen. Can it? I mean, I don't know, man. Like that's what happened in gravity. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. There is no gravity up there in space. Oh. <laughs> Would you ever go to space? Um, this is funny that you ask, because when I do smoke and get stoned, I ask this question a lot. Would you rather explore deep space or deep sea? Deep space. I would go with deep sea for some reason. Interesting. Because I think that deep space would be very breathtaking to see Earth like that. Mm-hmm. However, it would freak me out so much and a lot more can go wrong. Whereas deep sea, you'd see so much more beautiful life. Mm-hmm. There's more to see in deep in the deep sea. I get very nervous when I can't see the edges of something. So, like, which obviously in deep space, you there's no edges. So I think that would be okay. In deep sea, it would freak me out to be like under there and I can only see two feet in front of me. That's not enough time to run away from a shark. Well, you're not running, you're gonna be in a submarine of sorts. Oh, interesting. See, now that's I mean, different. You're, you're not just <laughs> swimming down there. I thought you were just throwing me down there with my little my little suit. <laughs> like a snorkel? Yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. no. You need oxygen when you go to deep sea. Yeah, I thought it was going to be um, 47 meters down. You know that movie? No, you're, uh, no, I don't. But you'll okay. be in an apparatus. Just like you would if you go to space. You'll be in a rocket ship. In both of these scenarios, I'm just out there. <laughs> Yep. For me. (laughs) You're just floating. Yeah, if I'm in a submarine and no one can get to me, then I'm cool with it. I would rather go to the bottom of the ocean, I guess, now that I'm thinking about it. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Can we go together? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, then, yeah, for sure I'm going. That was a given. Okay. Well, I didn't know. I thought I was going to be out there alone. I don't want to do 47 meters down with you because, spoiler alert, only one of them survives. But. Oh. I would. Yeah, that would really suck for me, the survivor's guilt, you know? Oh, I would definitely die, for sure. And, <laughs> and not, this has nothing to do with anything. I would just throw my body in front of a shark for you, for sure. Aww. Would Thankfully, you... one of us would do that. Oh, okay, cool. 
<laughs> I think the joke. Thankfully. Like I wouldn't like knock it out so that I you wouldn't do it for me. <laughs> right. I'm right, getting right, it from right. that shark. Oh, you're such a good friend. Well, I just don't feel worry. Like I can I'll make people. It. I'll make sure people tell your story. Okay, let's backtrack. You can tame a shark. Yeah, with like songs and stuff. We've really, I think, nailed the conversation so far. We've hit a wall. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, how often do you think something like this happens in real life? Like, how often do we actually thing? get to almost knowing this is going to happen? Very rarely. Because I agree, like, if they ever had to release this information to the public, I think especially now we know it would be mayhem. No toilet paper. No toilet paper, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. People would just go for the toilet paper and the booze, and we would all drink ourselves to death. Yeah. Did the ticking clock drive you crazy? It drove me nuts. Which ticking clock? Just the idea of, like, okay... We find out about it and we have 18 days and then they get here and 15 days. Yes, that was very triggering for me, especially when we got to the very, very end of the movie where Harry had to press the button and it was like counting down the seconds and they were like, no, I know he's going to do it. And he has his finger on the button and then he takes a deep breath because, you know, he's going to die. So, like, I get it. And I was just like, just press the button. (laughs) Just press. You, like, literally have half a second to save the world. And you're, like, reflecting on your, just press the button. I was getting so mad. Not like that. Like, I was getting so mad about, it was not enough time. (laughs) Like, I'm not even saying they didn't have enough time to train. I'm saying if you look at everything that they did and then the amount of time it takes to go to space, and, mm-hmm. like, you got to fill up, and then that's 18 out. There was literally not enough time. Yeah. that This could never have happened. We know this because we read The Martian. Mm-hmm. That's right. I did. I certainly read it. I didn't just watch the movie. No, I did read it <laughs> but also. But even from just – that book was great. So good. But even from just watching the movie, you know that these things take time. It does. Yeah. It was very frustrating, the, the clock. Yeah, but you kind of have to just buy it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like you were just, saying last night. Just like how you have to buy that when they go up into the rocket, they're wearing the orange astronaut suits. When they're up there, they're wearing black suits. And then I guess time jump, when they come home, they're wearing the orange suits again. You're right. Which is very jarring. I don't know if that was like a buy that they made where they're like, yeah, you know, they just kind of put this on over it, time jump anyway. Or if that was a massive, massive mistake. Yeah, that's a good point. I think much like anything of Michael Bay, Michael Bay's whole deal, uh, and Michael, I'm sorry because I know you're a fan of Dawson's Creek, and so you probably didn't expect this episode to come, but just stick with us. (laughs) Mikey B. Um, Apparently, there's like this famously this argument on the set of Armageddon between Ben Affleck and Michael Bay of Ben Affleck just saying, like, why wouldn't you train astronauts to drill? Isn't that easier? And Michael Bay just telling him basically shut up and act. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little late in Michael Bay's defense, and this was rarely come out of my mouth. It's a little late for that mm-hmm. because the script is written. They have the budget. They're literally there about to shoot them. They're probably on, like, day 50 of 50 where Ben is like, oh, wait a second. And Michael's like, dude, just collect your fucking paycheck and go. 
<laughs> yeah, that's, you know, that's an excellent point. <laughs> like, we already shot this thing, dude. It's in the can. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little late for someone to question the entire plot of the movie, but thanks, Ben Affleck, for your astuteness. <laughs> Why don't you take that uh, storytelling ability over to Geely, my friend? Oh, I was going to say Jersey Girl. Um, I liked Jersey Girl. I actually, it was okay. It was fine. I'm not, is it the best movie? No, obviously not. It is what it no, is, No, but it, it was shot in very close to my hometown of Highlands, New Jersey. Oh, with Liv Tyler. I know. Oh. Um, they were also a little couple there, too. Yeah. Do you recognize places in Jersey Girl? I haven't watched it in so long, but I, yeah, I probably did. Maybe for winter hiatus of Dawson's Creek, we'll watch Jersey Yeah, maybe Girl. we'll do that. Did you watch Deep Impact? Have you ever seen that? Oh, yeah. you. I often confuse the two. How so? But in Deep Impact, because they're both movies about meteors hitting the Earth. Mm-hmm. Both came out in the same year, looked it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but Deep Impact, in Deep Impact, the meteor actually hits the Earth and then all die. Wait, for real? Okay, so they don't all die, but most people die. Yeah, it does definitely hit, for sure. It hits. And, oh, yeah, there's like a, a lottery of people who get to be saved. Yeah. Tia Leone's in it. Oh, What's yeah. his name? Robert Duvall. Morgan Freeman is the president. Yes, I do remember that because when I was watching Armageddon, I was like, oh, you got a white guy president, huh? Eh, that's a choice, I guess. Anyway, so very anyway. similar movies, kind of. Kind of. They kind of feel. Because one of them takes place in space and the other one doesn't. But it's the same feel, you know. So I had this thought when I was watching Armageddon, because at one point, like a couple different times, you see the asteroid and it looks very cool. Like the asteroid is supposed to be the bad guy. So it should look more menacing, but it just looks cool. It's got like fucking, I don't know, an aura. It's got a vibe. It's got a vibe that's like, yeah, it's cool. It's like the, it's like the bad boy vibe. Like you don't want to like it, but you kind of do. I like it because I think I can change him. I think I can change him. Um, he's got his little, like, sun flares coming out the back. He's moving real fast and fierce. And it's like, there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> he's just there. <laughs> he's coming for you. So my thought was, I don't think this is a disaster movie. I think this is a movie about some oil drillers. And the way that we're seeing them, the the catalyst for seeing them is this asteroid. But, like, we're... <laughs> They really shy away from the fact that this is the end of the world in a storytelling. They definitely, it's a storytelling point. But as I was watching it towards the end, I was like, this is just a story about these oil drillers and this crazy thing that happened to them. Yeah. Whereas like Deep Deep Impact feels so different because that is a movie about there's an asteroid Here's the logistics of how this is going to work. Yeah. It's like a story, a movie about the actual end of the world. Yeah. Armageddon is a hero movie. Yeah. And it's kind of wild. Yeah. Here's these like guys that, uh, these underdogs that you can root for and they sacrifice their lives. Yeah. Oh. The and they're kind of dumb. <laughs> they are kind of dumb. You know, like they're not the smartest. No. Max. Tools in the shed. Max. Yeah. Um, we knew he wasn't coming back to Earth. I mean, R.I.P., but he wasn't. When he, like, just floats off away forever, Steve Buscemi's like, bye, Max. Is so See like, Max. I had to rewind it to be like, Max died, right? <laughs> He's just <laughs> I, cool with it. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't decide if Max or, um, I'm sorry, Steve Buscemi or Owen Wilson was the better comic relief in this movie. 
I think, and it made sense that they had to kill one because you can't have two comic reliefs. That's true. Who did you prefer? I guess Steve Buscemi. Oh, interesting. I don't, I don't know. Like, it's hard to tell because Owen Wilson was killed so early in the film. What's our, what's our deal with Steve Buscemi and with Billy Bob Thornton? Like, are they? Did we meet two of them? Are they still? Are they good guys? Are they bad guys? What's their deal? In real life? Yeah. I think Steve Buscemi's still good. Okay. Billy Bob? I honestly don't know. I don't He's know. always been really weird, though. He wore a vial of Angelina Jolie's blood. Listen, right? if my man don't do that, I don't want him. <laughs> I make all of, I made all of my ex-boyfriends wear a vial of my blood around their neck. Wow. Is that why your wedding rings has just like a little bit of blood in it? Yep. Yeah. That's cool. Only his, not mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Yeah. Really got to set on stripe. <laughs> I can never work for NASA. It's way too stressful for me. I'm not the type of person who can work on the desk like that. No. It seems very stressful. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of, like, stress and then a lot of downtime that, but you can't, like, have fun. You can't be like, I'm going to go get some fresh air and walk around for a minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to go and smoke a cigarette in the hallway because I have to, but then I'm going to come back in and cry. Mm-hmm. And and solve, like, the biggest and smallest problems. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like. It feels like, how do we, like, the problems are so nuanced, like, they're so small and nuanced. Like, how do we get this paperclip onto the space station? But then it's, like, mm-hmm. the biggest problem, too. Like, if we can't get this paperclip onto the space station, everybody dies. The world is over. Yeah. So how do you handle that? <laughs> Smoking, I guess, in the hallway. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Um, the animal cracker scene. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> my, my eyes cannot roll harder. The, that was the that may be the cringiest mm-hmm. scene between two lovers <laughs> in cinematic history. <laughs> it is so bad. I almost fast forwarded through it. He puts the animal cracker, he goes to put it in her panties. Yes. I'm sorry I just said panties. That makes it even grosser. I don't know what's worse. <laughs> and then he's all like bopping them. First of all, this scene starts with a very sound argument about why they're crackers versus cookies. Because like, they're not crackers. They're kind of cookies, but they're not. Like, mm-hmm. I was on board with that. Yeah. Until he started, like, you know, trotting them around her bare stomach and, like, gazing <laughs> in her eyes. I was like, please, please kill yourself. <laughs> it was the worst. Just get up. Go go to space. Like, literally go as Honestly, far away from her as possible. Go to space. Draw the sharp short. I knew I was going to have a problem saying this. Draw, <laughs> draw the short straw. It's my New Jersey accent. You will not let me say that properly. Draw the short straw. <laughs> New Jerseyans, if you're listening, try to say that. And I guarantee you can't. And kill yourself. Anyway. <laughs> Can you say it? Short straw? No, draw the short draw straw. Draw the short straw. I don't know, man. I went to speech therapy for a few years. It didn't, it didn't <laughs> stick, as we discussed. <laughs> draw the short straw. Draw the short straw. It sounds so yeah. stupid when I say it. God damn it. 
<laughs> no, it sounds great when you say it. Anyway, um, so the animal cracker scene. What did you think of it? I, did you I think it was adorable? Wholeheartedly. <laughs> Good. Could not agree stronger. He makes some excellent points about animal cracker actually probably being more like a cookie. I don't think it's either. I think it's a, just a treat. It's just a treat. It's a treat. I will say, in like the idea of this sentiment is very sweet. I don't care about like I in the scene in this moment it lost me but the sentiment of after he's sticking a fucking animal cracker in her chonies uh she <laughs> says do you think anybody else is doing this exact same thing at the exact same time and sure i mean obviously i hope not because <laughs> it sucks yeah um but i did like his answer of um, I hope so. Otherwise, what are you trying to save? Like, it's very sweet to think, Aww, like, yeah, this tiny sweet. little moment is what you're trying to save. Yeah. Do we think that that scene was worse or the little scene where they're sitting in this, like, oh my God. What, <laughs> what looks like a hollowed out airplane engine mm-hmm. with two glasses of full wine and he's just like making out with the back of her shoulder as and her dad watches <laughs> as her dad just like looks on yeah. i was like first of all keep going i don't know keep traveling <laughs> if i was her i'd be like can you not i my thought was it's weird that he's watching and then also you don't have time <laughs> Yeah, like bigger fish to fry. Bigger fish to fry. You don't have time to mac on her shoulder. Nobody has time to go to the strip club. They all need a night off. You actually literally do not have time for this. No, yeah. You have two weeks plus a couple days to save the earth. But sure, as as long as you can slobber all over the back of my shoulder, please. (laughs) You deserve it. Go for it. Oh, um. They do a hell of a job a couple times making you think Ben Affleck is dead. I mean, like, you know yeah. he's not, because that's the, the crux of it, is his love story with Liv Tyler. But you really think this dude's Yeah, dead? he does go away for a while. Yeah. Who plays Chick? He's like a big actor. Paul Newman? Who is that? The guy, the absentee father. Wait, do you know his father? The absentee father. How this is wild to me because I was like <laughs> the entire time. So the chick is the guy. He's like a good. He's just one of the guys. that's like he's a good guy. Oil rigger. Um, who oh. the night before yes. they're about to take off when they have their night off because they have time to take that off. He like goes and brings his yeah. son. The little I know. Oh, I did cry. He- I, like I got a little choked up. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a moment. Yeah. A moment. A moment. Um I made a Remember the Titans reference when I was watching that scene. Hmm. Yeah, so when I was watching that scene when he was like gazing at his son whose son didn't even know that that was his dad, I was like, I wonder if he's thinking he'd make a good quarterback. <laughs> nice. But yeah, and I love how like as soon as the mom sees him on TV, she's like, "No, yeah, that's your dad, for sure." Right? Like, bitch. You had a, a chance. Yeah. It also feels like a lot to just drop on your son. Yeah. Especially that young. To be like, that's no spaceman. That's your father. And the kid's just like, huh, all right. Well, that's weird. Oh. Interesting. So you got animal crackers? <laughs> <laughs> but then at the end, when he's like running towards him with his little American flag shirt on, it did get yeah, it's me. Cute. Yeah. It it's cute. cute. It's a cute kid. Yeah. Speaking of the end... 
sequence. So all of these guys, <laughs> it's so weird, this whole thing. Because I had the whole thing with the astronaut suits now being orange. Mm-hmm. They're walking towards this, like, group of people in hazmat suits. Yeah. For some reason, minus Liv Tyler, who's in a very cute little sundress. And I'm like, why are you guys in hazmat suits? You're very chill. <laughs> You're letting Liv Tyler just kind of run past you towards these astronauts. Like, what are what's the protocol here for safety? If you need a hazmat suit, why can she just kind of run up in her little, like, Mary Janes and sundress? Yeah. And, like, shove them aside. And I was like, move over, hazmat. <laughs> God, killing my vibe. Move. I have to. And then also, she so she has not changed clothes at all, just to be clear. So I think this is all supposed to have taken place in one single day. Impossible, mm-hmm. but okay. Um, if that is the case, if this has taken place in one single day, she's, like, thought her the entire Earth was ending. Then it wasn't. But her dad died. And she had to say she, like, got this epic goodbye with him and also she's engaged that she's engaged within 36 hours of all of this and like her fiance's back she's very happy to see him which i get but it's not like there's no conflict when she sees him she's just like so happy and i feel like it could have used just a layer of something (laughs) yeah she looks way too put together Mm -hmm. yeah And gosh, later on down the line, there's got to be some resentment there where she's like, my father died for you. The least you can do is take out the trash. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I would use that shit forever. Mm -hmm. AJ better treat her right. Yeah. He better. Do you think that they stayed married? Um, I don't know. I hope so. I mean, they showed clips of their wedding in sepia tone at the end of the film, which one means that means it's a true story. (laughs) And two... (laughs) Means that they lived happily ever after. Yeah. So, I, I, I something about yeah. their love story makes me think, yeah, they they made it through. Really, because they were only dating for five months before they got engaged. When you know, you know. And Harry um, made a very good point at the very beginning of the film. He was he says to her, "He's the only one here in your age bracket." So of course you <laughs> fell for him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I, being like the kind of adult I am, I was like, you know what, Harry's right, girl. Yeah, you gotta ex- you gotta explore a little bit more. I mean, Ben Affleck was cute and all, but your kids are gonna have that chin. <laughs> yeah, we haven't even touched on we the chin. We haven't even touched the chin yet. Um, I would touch that chin. It's so pronounced. I never noticed it in Ben Affleck's like real life. Yeah, he's got a chin. I noticed it because he's Batman, and you really like when you're Batman, you see the chin. Oh yes. That, well, that's all you see. Yeah, and people don't recognize you. I, that makes more sense to me. The, actually, no. I was about to say that makes more sense to me than Clark Kent and Superman, but I will... The hill I'll die on is that the Clark Kent Superman thing works. The glasses work. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm fine To be a complete disguise? Well, here's the thing. If... Oh, boy. We got let's theories. Say, <laughs> let's say that in the world that we are currently living in right now, there is also an alien from another planet who is who saves us, who is a superhero. The idea that, like, and this is just happening, like, in our world. If you saw that superhero just, like, she's just out there doing shit, and then, like, you and I were having a podcast where we go through every single episode of Dawson's Creek, would you also think there is a way that the that could be the same person? That, like, I could be the superhero? No. No. So then you're, and so then the glasses are, like, a part of the 
the disguise, but the biggest disguise is that like he's this nerdy guy who works at a dying newspaper. Well, I, actually, Daily Planet is like in the world a pretty big newspaper, but like he's just this nerdy reporter. So it makes sense that nobody would even ever like tie it together. Kind of like how no one would ever assume like a janitor is a math genius. Exactly. Until he's mm-hmm. talking apples. <laughs> <laughs> you got one apple, another apple, you got two apples. I'm a genius. Hey. Hey, Boston. <laughs> Wicked. So in summary, not enough time. Dinosaurs questionable at best. Ben Affleck's chin exists. Mm-hmm. And um, animal crackers. Are, you know what? I think they're closer to biscuits. Ooh, okay. Like the, what British call biscuits? Yeah, because they call crack or cookies biscuits. But I do think that animal crackers are probably closer to biscuits than cookies or crackers. That's an well. Hang on, I'm gonna look this up really quick. They're from Jersey. Oh my god! Yes, where? <laughs> oh, hang on, I didn't get that far. Sorry, I just got so excited. Um, Fairlawn, New Jersey. Yay! Go Animal Crackers from New Jersey. You're welcome, world. Yeah. Jeez. They were originally conceived as a Christmas gift turned ornament. The package was meant to be hung on a Christmas tree tied by its string. Oh, that's so cute because I always thought it was meant to be like a little purse. I used it as like a little purse. Me too. As a youth. Yeah, and sometimes it broke because I would try to put it over my shoulder when I was a kid, but it's, like, way too taut. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't like the hand purses. I wanted to put it around my shoulder. How about now? How do you, what do you do? I, now I guess I just hold it around like a purse. Oh, interesting. Swing it as I walk by. I, oh, no, I meant purses in general, not animal crackers, because I assumed, perhaps wrongly, that you were not currently walking around with boxes of (laughs) animal crackers, but I see my mistake. Yeah, I still do. Um, But with my normal (laughs) purses, I wear crossbody. Because I don't want to hold anything. I don't want anything touching me. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Ever. Anyway, animal crackers are from New Jersey. That's 1998. What a year. What a year to be alive. So many blockbusters came out this summer. We're in the middle of Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Seasons one and two. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Well, hang on. Before, so we've, I feel like we've wrapped up Armageddon, right? I feel like we've talked about everything we could possibly talk about. And now we're going to tease into... Next week, season two. Season two. Do you feel? I don't think the season one finale was not a cliffhanger. For everything no. they talked about the entire episode about cliffhangers being all meta, not a cliffhanger. Yeah, they literally hyped up cliffhangers mm-hmm. in the entire cold open, and then they were just like, "Anyway, see you next season." <laughs> yeah, like they. It, I wonder if they didn't get picked up yet. Maybe because you can always tell a season finale didn't get picked up or did. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say, because I told you, like, you should watch Chuck the other day, um, Mm -hmm. there is a season finale that is so good. It's a season two season finale that is so good and ballsy because it had not been picked up. And it literally was like a fuck you, dare me season finale. But yeah, this I love that. Like if they had been about to kiss, if Dawson had like if they had cut it when he like grabs her back, that's a season finale. That's that's a cliffhanger. They're already kissing. Gramps is dead. That's or Jen's watching from the dock. 
That's a cliffhanger. Uh-huh. None. Of, yes, this, it's not a cliffhanger. Jen should have been watching. Why wasn't she watching? <laughs> no. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, come back next week. Dawson's Creek season two, episode one, The Kiss. Ooh. Um, if anybody wants to read your Armageddon fanfic, where can they find you on internet? Uh, at Ashley Zaz. Cool. How about yourself, where people can find your theories about deep sea diving? Oh, thank you for plugging that. I was like, <laughs> I didn't want to be weird and like plug yeah, it myself. She's but. very anti-sub, submarine. Mm-hmm. She's an anti-subber, so <laughs> it's very interesting, very daredevil so Only if you're ready to hear my anti-sub thoughts. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's very controversial. You can find me at Kim Moffat on Instagram and Twitter. And of course, my anti-sub, Yatu. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you were on such a roll. What happened? <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> it's, it's the new German um, YouTube. It's called Yatube. <laughs> Yatube. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's the episode. <laughs> don't forget to follow us at Dawson's Darlings. <laughs> it's been so long, I totally <laughs> forgot. Yes, you can find um, the show at Dawson's Darlings on Instagram. Please follow us. If you like Kamala Harris, if you like Dawson's Creek, if you like Armageddon, if you like Zaz, at Dawson's Darlings. All those things are there. If you like Ben Affleck's chin. And who doesn't? Or Bruce Willis with or without hair, baby. Oh. <laughs> oh. Paul Newman is not in Armageddon. Please stop writing us letters. Mm-hmm.